Have you heard about the guys over at Chinook Seedery? They are the only sunflower seed company that has taken the time to connect with college athletes and trying to help them build their brand. They have eight flavors from mild to wild with way less salt and no sandpaper tone. So check them out today over at ChinookSeedery.com. Welcome everybody to the In Off The Bench podcast. We have a special daytime episode and it is all the way out in the west. It is in Hawaii, which is the reason why we're doing it. We got episode four titled Flying Lanayan, and it's titled that because we are going to talk to our man from the University of Hawaii baseball team, Nigel Calderon. And we're going to talk to him. We're going to get his story. We're going to talk all things Hawaii baseball. I'm excited because they're starting the season off with Ole Miss coming to town. We have 11 in off the bench guests heading that way, and I can't wait to see it. Can't wait to talk about it. But, you know, before we do that, shout out to our sponsors, starting with Smith's Plumbing. If you have any plumbing needs in the Mid-South, give my man Dustin Smith a call. He will get you taken care of. We have Memphis City Design and Apparel. Get your In Off The Bench merch. Help support these athletes through NIL as well as Swampert. Man, everybody loves this clothing, loves these hats. Get in on it. Also, last but not least, Chinook Cedary. Eight flavors, mild to wild. These seats, they're amazing. Daniel's been putting together combinations. You just, you can't go wrong. So get the best seeds in the business, the best seeds ever. But with that, let's get to the best interview and podcasting today with our man, Nigel Calderon from University of Hawaii Baseball. All right, welcome in everybody. We got a special afternoon episode. And the reason we're doing it in the afternoon is because, you know, we're at a different time zone. We're traveling out to Hawaii. We got our man, Nigel, from the University of Hawaii on how are you doing today i'm doing great man super excited to be on here yeah no we're super excited you know we talk about growing the game we talk about trying to get to know athletes from all over and this is the furthest we traveled and i'm stoked about it especially because i'm gonna get to see you play here soon i wanted to if i was gonna go to hawaii and watch baseball i didn't want to just watch the guys i knew from Ole miss i wanted to know the guys from the other side i wanted to get to know some of you guys and know your story but before we get into your story Got to break the ice. I want to know how things are over there. The national championship in football just happened last night. You know, is that something y'all got big into? Did you watch? Yeah, definitely. I feel like, um, you know, we have a lot of representatives in the national championship game. We had uh, one of my friends, actually, Fatu Itele. He was in Hall of Honor with me, which is a prestigious award we get out here. And it's, um, it's a scholarship-based award that – is tro- or that is given to athletes who are um, outstanding in their own way in school and in, and in their sports. Yeah, no, that's that's cool that you had some connections. Gives you more of a, a vested interest in that game. Um, as far as the game itself, you know, um, did, did the team that you thought would win and Michigan win? Is that who you thought would win before the game started? Uh, I was honestly going for the dogs, but I got Trill Roman. I played football with him. Uh, when I was in Pop Warner, so we were young, we were super young, but me and Roman kind of go far back, but I mean, I was kind of rooting for both teams, honestly, but more so the dogs, just because I had one of the boys playing for them. Yeah, as a as an LSU fan and not having, you know, a team in there, uh, I just wanted a good game. Uh, you know, I felt like it had some, some really good parts. It had some, uh, you know, parts where it was kind of a little boring for a little bit, but overall, I think it was a solid game. Um, you had the two best teams that had proved it all year and ultimately Michigan comes out on top, but you know, 
on another subject, let's talk about, you know, we just got past Christmas. My favorite uh, question I've been asking the guests recently, everybody talked about what they get for Christmas, but I want to know, did you give anything for Christmas? Was there a gift that you gave to someone that you felt really good about? Like we've had a few guests that said, you know, they gave out some special gifts. Do you have anything like that? Uh, honestly, I, I didn't really have time to go like gift shopping and um, I'm not very materialistic like that, but um, I do have family on other islands. My brother, he lives on Maui and he has uh, four kids. So up until Christmas, I went I went to go spend time with them. They were still in school. So I was waking up every day, driving them. And they're super excited because normally they take the bus to school. It's like an hour bus ride for them. But I had to step up as an uncle because I'm far away. I mean, I'm not far away, but I'm an island away. So I can't really see them often. That's the first time I've seen them in about seven or eight months. And then on Christmas Day, I came back to the main island that I'm living on now which is Oahu, and I spent it with my grandma. Um, she normally spends Christmas alone, but I went to go see her, and I think time is love, so time was the most precious gift that I gave. You know, even at your age, you just taught a very valuable lesson. Me and my best friend talk about it quite often. You know, a lot of times parents are mistaken thinking the best way to get their kids' attention is to buy them gifts, and you just said the truth of it. They just want you to spend quality time with them. And I th that's that way with all young people. So like you're saying, whether your nieces, nephews, whatever, they just want to spend time. It's, you can buy an awesome gift, but if you don't hang out with them, it's not going to matter much. That's right. I so agree. That's impressive that you uh, know that at this age. And man, always keep that because it's going gonna, it's gonna to stay true. My son is like that. He's 11 years old and it's baseball. We go to all these baseball games. He's my ride or die. He goes with most of them. It's that quality time that we have that, yeah. that's meaningful to him. So I'm with you on that. Uh, right now, you know, I may not be familiar. I don't know if you're listening to what's here or, you know, what's over there, but who's your favorite, like, musician right now? Who are you vibing with? Uh, I do love country just because, like, my island is super country. So I grew up in the roots. But I got to stick with the, the local artists. And I'm going to put you on. I'm going to put all your viewers on. If you ever search up Molly, he does a lot of covers of country songs and, like, old school songs that you would you would definitely enjoy. So Maoli is spelled M-A-O-L-I, Maoli. Got it. Got it. I'm down. I'm going to check it out after this. All right, last one, and then we'll get into your story. If you could be any superhero, who would you be and why? You know, I, I've definitely put in a lot of thought into this, but I don't think there is a superhero um, that has this, that has a name to this ability, but... It's kind of like deflection. So, like, whatever your intentions are towards me, I'm going to deflect it back, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. So, if your intentions is to kill me, then, you know, that so-and-so right. happens back to you. <clears throat> if your intentions is to love me, then perfect. All right. So, if the if the comic book writers out there listening, we got a we got an idea here. We need, yeah, we, we need do. a superpower. We need, we need to get it done. All right. I heard that. All right. Well, let's get into your story, man. Let's Let's talk about it. Where are you from? I am from a little humble town called Lanai, and it's one of the uh, inhabitable islands in Hawaii. There's eight of them, but seven of them are inhabitable. My island is super small, super, super small. It's a population of about 3,000, 3,300 people now. The current owner of my island is actually Larry Ellison, who is the owner of Oracle, um, and if you search up, you know, like Joe Rogan speaks about it. 
or any any kind of podcast of my island, they they talk about how like there's more deers on the island than there is people. So it's, it's, it's pretty small. That, it's actually not small compared to even though the state's huge. Um, the star gymnast we just had on from Oklahoma, uh, she's only got 300 people in the town where she's from. Wow. And she's up in South Dakota where she's talking about the snow right now. So actually she comes from a real small place. It's a, it's a big in, in obviously overall space, but the amount of people, yeah. but I think it's cause people don't want to, Hey, you live where the weather's beautiful. I'm not trying to live where she's at. Like, <laughs> I'm not trying to freeze to death. And they probably got more deer, moose, elk, whatever up there where she's at than people too. But, yeah, probably. Huh? You were talking about your your family a little bit ago, man. Uh, talk talk to me about you know your family within the home around there. You know, uh, you know, tell me the family dynamics. What you got going on? Uh, so I kind of got a unique story about family. Um, a lot of the people I come across, like we're like completely strangers, but they're still family towards or to me because of how they treat me. And in Hawaii, it's a very, like, ohana aspect. I don't know if you guys ever watched Lilo and Stitch, but ohana means family. And um, uh, I've, I've had a lot of people touch touch my life and, like, treat me in ways that have, you know, allowed me and gave me the opportunity to, to grow. So other than my immediate family, I have so many aunties and uncles, and we call it hanai parents, like hanai moms. But immediate family I got my dad my mom back home on Lanai with my younger sister and then on Maui I have my older brother who is married to Kalai my sister-in-law she's awesome super super um, happy that she's involved with our family Uh, and then I got my niece nieces and nephews I got two nieces two nephews Aiden and Kapoor and then Huali and um, Taysom Uh, and then here on Oahu, my family is my just my uncles and my grandma, and then my grandparents also live on Lanai too. Yeah, so I mean, obviously, nice got a lot of family around, a lot of family support. So obviously, a good thing to have. Um, seems like you're very family oriented, like you're talking about, you know, spending time and everything. Um, let's talk about growing up. Did you have a favorite athlete or someone? Maybe it wasn't necessary necessarily a, a famous athlete, but somebody who inspired you when it came to athletics. Hmm. Yeah, I think I had uh, Manny Ramirez. He was one of them. Derek Jeter was one of them. Um, Mike Trout growing up was one of them. Basketball, it was Chris Paul and CP3. Or CP3 and uh, Steph Curry. Sorry, that's the same person. <laughs> and and um, I also had for football, it was Aaron Rodgers. Um, ah, there's a lot, there's a lot. And then Michael Jordan, of course. Oh, got to, the GOAT. That's, that's what we started this show with. Before we start talking to college athletes, we started this show during uh, COVID talking about the last dance and talking about MJ and then kind of spanned out to what we're doing now. But yeah, uh, he's a GOAT. Everybody listed was, is phenomenal player. So all, all people to, to look up to. And what's cool is you're listing guys from different sports, which, something people may not know as I'm bringing you on as a baseball player is that, you know, you played every sport. Um, so let you, know, let's get in that first. Where did you go to high school before I get into all the sports? Uh, I went to Lenai high, my high school had about 111 students graduating class of 33. So it's super tiny. 
But hey, we had to play every sport. Yeah, that's what I was fixing to say, you know, but it worked out for you. You got to play every sport. So the list off, you know, I not only want to know what all sports, but what position you played in each sport. Okay, so I was shortstop, pitcher, and outfield in baseball. And I pretty much pitched every single game. It was crazy. Kind of blew my arm out in high school. Not a great pitcher, but had to do it anyways. Um, in football, I missed one down, and that was just because of an injury. I played both safety and running back or quarterback. So I, I played both sides of the ball. Um, basketball, I was shooting guard, but then I, I got I got put in the center because <laughs> I was scrappy. And, you know, when you box somebody out and they're taller than you, it's kind of an over-the-back. So I was kind of good at drawing fouls. Um, I could shoot the ball a little bit. I honestly understood basketball at a higher level than at any of the other sports, just because uh, my coach back home, his name is Jimmy Fernandez. He has gone to so many different Kansas City uh, camps with Coach Bill Self, and um, he brings back all the knowledge, and I kind of just soaked it in. I, I was the water boy for um, the high school basketball team ever since I was in first grade. So every single road trip game that they went on, I got to go on. I, got, I missed every single school or every single class on Fridays because nice. of my travel. My dad was also the coach, but he was just like a assistant coach, you know, and just kind of there just to soak up knowledge and support the kids, I guess. No, that's cool that you were able to take in the game. I, I got to see some some video footage. I need to see you at the center boxing people out go, uh, going hard. That's, that's that blue-collar work. I want to see that. That's what I have to do now now that – um, I'm just a big guy who can't really uh, jump or run too much anymore. I just go down and play on the block and uh, just throw my <laughs> throw my weight around, try to get some rebounds. But yeah, uh, no, man, that's cool. And you know, you take you keep talking about taking in that knowledge, and we're obviously going to get into the college game. But you're somebody I could see long term um, being, you know, coaching in sports because you know you've mentioned your personality, talking about spending time. You're talking about taking in the game. You're the kind of person that I would want coaching one of my kids because. You I could appreciate tell that, you, that you would care about them as individuals, yeah. but you also would teach them the game the right way. That's what I'm picking up here. So I, I love that. And so let's get into it. When it comes to Hawaii, was it one of those things because you're from that area, you always wanted to go to the University of Hawaii, or was there some other schools that you actually looked at? Honestly, you no. Know, I, I, you know, Hawaii just kind of happened. Um, I was thinking about going to UW at first. Just because Bruce Lee, who is also a legend that I looked up to, he went to UW. And I also did wrestling too, by the way. But that's a different <laughs> No surprise, story you did everything. <laughs> and, um, you know, I was just super inspired by his story. You know, he was kind of like the, the outcast and he went to UW. So I was thinking about going there. Um, I was talking to Fergus at the time he was there. But played in a couple PG games and then um, I came back home for some showcase and then I eventually like lived out in Spain which is crazy like I was playing baseball in Spain with um with the baseball team out there and I got a call from Mike Brown who is now at Utah he was like hey man like do you want to come back home and play baseball here and I was just like yeah like honestly I do and then like, he just – he brought me in, man. He he had the energy. Mike Brown, if you ever watched this, amazing coach. Probably one of the – one of my favorite coaches ever. Um, love his family. 
super family-oriented guy, but yeah. So you ultimately choose to go to Hawaii. When you get there, you know, I was just talking about the Michael Jordan thing, the documentary. We started this podcast with COVID. You get there your first season, you know, it gets short and it gets messed up um, by by COVID. But instead of talking about the negative, the one thing I noticed that came from that, you got the, you know, the UH Scholar Athlete Award. Um, I think that continues to talk to the very character that I just mentioned. So talk about what it means for you to get that award, even in a season that, you know, kind of didn't go the way you wanted, because obviously, you know, this this big thing happens to the whole world and kind of shuts everything off. But you still managed to take something positive away from it. Yeah, you know, um, one of the greatest skills you can acquire growing up is being adjustable. And uh, COVID was definitely something that everybody had to adjust to. So um, I just made the quick adjustments. You know, baseball, life after baseball isn't, you know, is, is something that you should plan for. And I guess that's when that flip switched in my head when COVID hit. And I was just like, dude, I got to, I got to have a plan B. If baseball doesn't work out, I got to, I got to focus on school and, you know, get some kind of scholarship. Yeah, no doubt. So, you know, freshman season, you played in 10 games, you hit 625, which obviously you didn't get a, a ton of plate appearances, but nonetheless, very successful in the plate appearances you got, um, you know, yeah. you played short in, season. Yeah. You only play, you played in 10 games, but you know, Based upon the talks we're having, I know that you you took in that experience and learned a lot of valuable things. So talk about, even with limited time, what you were able to learn in that first season. Uh, my so I didn't I didn't come into college like with very much IQ about baseball, and like I I really had to adjust quickly to the level of play, like um. Speed difference, pitching difference, um, you know, everybody's way bigger than me. Strength difference was super, like, there was a big, huge gap. So I just knew that I had to do what I do best and put in the hard work. But the biggest takeaway for me was, you know, if you support your team, your teammates will support you. Because back back on my home island, like, I had teammates that, like, we, we supported each other, but, like, like, no one else had the aspirations of playing college baseball on the team at a higher level than like, but me, you know, I was the only guy that was trying to really get to the next level. And I'm not shutting anybody back home, but honestly, that's just how it was. And I, I feel like I paved the path for the younger generations to think more strategically about how they go about, you know, getting drafted or getting scouted and getting recruited. No, I, know, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, my daughter, who's fixing to play college soccer, um, she's been on some of those teams where the girls were just playing more for fun, and she's trying to prepare herself for the next level. So I know exactly what you're talking about. And it's a tough yeah. situation to be on as a player. Um, you want to lead them. You want to guide them. You want to influence them to be better. But ultimately, you can't make them do the work, you know, to try yeah. to be better. So I get it. Um, but going into that next season, you take what you've learned. You get in uh, 22 games appeared in, uh, primarily in left field. Uh, want to talk about the highlight, man. I don't know what Washington State did to you personally, but you had three multi-hit games against them and even had three bases stolen uh, in one game. Like, you know, just how much fun was that weekend? And, you know, what did Washington State do to you? No, you know, you know, they didn't do anything to, to me. And um, I'll give you a little secret, but nobody really knows about this. And I didn't really get to talk about this. I don't even think my coach knows this, to be honest. I don't even think Coach Rich knows this. But, 
I mean, he knew after, but he didn't know when it happened. So Friday, right? It's it's three o'clock, and I'm getting ready to go. Like super excited to play baseball. I'm warming up, you know, getting my body right. We get on the field for BP, and I kid you not, it's like second to the last round. I'm my last my last few swings. I'm like peppering the ball to the opposite field, you know, just trying to stick with the approach, and um. I actually break my ham eight bone and like I knew off the bat, as soon as I swung the bat, I was like, wow, I definitely broke something, but I tolerate pain so well that it was just like, like, ah, whatever. Like it's a broken bone. Like I'm still going to play with it. And um, it was honestly the best decision of my life just because like I proved to myself that I got grit and, you know, I proved to the team. I feel like I proved to the team that whether or not I'm hurt or not, I'm still going to stick it out for the boys, you know. And um, I went into the game with a broken hand. I, I couldn't grip the bat at all. So if you watch the highlights from the first game or even from the second game, like I swung the bat, but I, I did not swing the bat well. So multi got with a broken bone. That's crazy. Yeah. So it was just crazy. I, I bunted for bunted for what, two? two hits that game yeah so yeah. i mean I, I saw that and that just talks about your speed because you know i say you swipe three bags and then you know you get bonds for hits clearly you know you you got speed that kills and it shows why you're able to also be a great outfielder because in some games you know you'd come in for defensive purposes um so it really talks about your athleticism and i think the grit you know i think that comes from what you talked about i mean you were a football player a basketball player a wrestler like I mean, you've, dude, you went through a lot. Like, I mean, you're, you got to be tough to endure all that. Like, you know, I was tired just thinking about the fact that you were doing all those sports. I was tired just from playing football and soccer in high school and you played four, like, and you did some physical things. So like, man, shout out to you. Cause you know, it built you to be tougher um, from a team Appreciate standpoint, because we don't just do individual. We like to talk about the team. I was looking for the best that, you know, cause it, each year I'm going to get more good stuff to talk about. Cause your team has progressed year to year, but um Y'all took a series from, you know, Cal State Fullerton, which is a really good team. Um, I felt like that was the the highlight and, you know, obviously the record improved. You know, how much fun was that series beating a team like Cal State Fullerton, who is really, I remember back then, they were just outside the top 25. So basically a fringe top 25 program, which is really good. Yeah. They, look, props to or kudos to Cal State Fullerton, man. They, they produce some really good baseball players. And, um, you know, games like that always just boost morale. And we always say this, like, it's just baseball. Like, baseball happens. Like, sometimes you you lose to a team that you're not supposed to lose to just because you don't respect the game enough. Like, you go into the game thinking that you're going to beat them, but you just don't respect the game enough. So we went into that game just, you know, with, with the same approach we always have. It's just, you know, play baseball. Do the little things right execute in situations that we need to execute in get free outs and you know we just it's just a total team team win for for me personally yeah now I think about what you're saying uh Trey Richardson from TCU came on here and you know said that sometimes because you say it's just baseball they don't understand you know it's over complicated by some players because they don't realize they're just playing a kid's game at the end of the day it's a game it's fun and if you can simplify that and and not overthink everything and get all serious treat it like work it's yeah. amazing what happened because so many guys we talk to 
um, you know, once they kind of dial it back and just have fun, sometimes it takes them leaving a program, right? We've had guys who felt like, you know, the pressure was too much at one place and they went to another place. Um, like my favorite is Josh Hatcher. He left Mississippi State, went to Kennesaw State, joined his his buddies from high school because they played for Kennesaw State. And then he ends up hitting like a ridiculous like 457 because he just felt relaxed. He didn't feel the pressure that he felt in the SEC. Yeah. He got to be with his friends and just have fun again. He said he forgot how much fun baseball was. And so I think it's like what you're saying, you know, um, enjoying it, understanding what it is. Don't make it such a, you know, if you make it like work, it's going to become work. And most people don't like work. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. and you ain't getting a paycheck at the end of the day from uh, from college baseball unless you, you happen to be like, you know, Dylan Cruz. But, uh, you know, going into <laughs> I got I got to throw my boy. Out. He He's on this show. I mean, that dude was getting NIL money. Everybody knows that. But yeah. Last season. Yeah. You played in 30 games, um, you know, obviously a full part of the team now. And looking at the team, man, y'all went 29 and 20. Met, you know, like I said, each season, y'all got better and better. Um, and there's a lot of highlights. I mean, I want to start with the the Cambria College Classic. Um, you know, what was it like, first of all, playing in that big stadium? Dude, that was insane. U.S. Bank, man, something I'll never forget. Um, that year we had – impeccable team vibes like lots of maturity lots of kid fun lots of you know just being around your teammates because uh I feel I Matt Wong man he's he's such a great leader and he's always been that kind of brother you know big brother to me because we came into the program together but he created the team vibes and everybody just you know carried it carried it with him but playing in that you know environment my gosh Crazy. The ball flew. My <laughs> gosh, the ball flew in that dance stadium. What was it like covering the outfield out there? I mean, it had to have felt like it was bigger than normal, right? It was so goofy because, like, so I don't know if you've ever been into U.S. Bank, but the roof, it's, like, it's, like, open kind of. Yeah. So, like, whenever you hit the ball, there's, like, light parts, and then there's pillars. So the ball would get lost in the like the dark parts because the bottom of the ball is dark, right? Mm. So you get lost in the pillars, and um, we were just struggling to adjust, like nonstop fly balls in the outfield, and like trying different things right before we started playing. But it, it definitely got better as the night went on because yeah. the lights light situation was a lot better. But is is incredible and the snow the snow is crazy like a lot of people in Hawaii just don't see snow in in general just being in that I literally woke up at four o'clock in the morning to go play outside in the snow and just like relax my body because it was the be next best thing to an ice bath honestly <laughs> that's one of those things I didn't think about uh the environment outside I'm too busy thinking about baseball I didn't think about the fact that y'all came from there um, and went up there and there was snow. That, that's awesome. The fact that you got up at 4 a.m. And, and the fact yeah. that you just told me you do ice baths, which I do too, man. Uh, that, that's yeah. Now I know why you're a positive person. Those will change your life. <laughs> um, but, you know, y'all go on to beat Minnesota and number 18, Maryland, which is, is huge. So taking two out of three while you're there, um, you know, from Big Ten programs, uh, obviously gets the season started off well. Like I said, 29-20 overall. Y'all had another big sweep in this particular season over UCSB. Um, obviously was a top 25 program at the time once you beat them, you know. So with the improvement year to year, you know, it makes me wonder, like, this upcoming season, I feel like as, as I look at your career, yeah, with your career and your team, 
I just see improvement, improvement, improvement. So I feel like this year, like, especially we talked about it before the show, right? Y'all got Ole Miss out the gate and then you got NC State right behind it. Like there's opportunity for Hawaii to make a name for himself out the gate. So are we going to see that continued improvement? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Look, we we lost some key pieces last year, but um, that's baseball, man. You can't can't play forever and – Guys will step up, you know. We have give me a couple hitters um <clears throat> who I can look for besides yourself. Um that you know, man, I'm gonna know their name by the end of that first weekend. Kyson Donahue for sure. Automatically Kyson Donahue. Look, this guy is an incredible teammate, he's an incredible leader. He leads by example, you know. Um Dallas Dorte, amazing catcher. Behind the plate, he's he is he controls the game. Like he I can't stress enough how how well Dallas is as a you know as a team player as a as a teammate as a leader on the team and he's the best catcher I've ever played for or played with. Um, who else we got? We got Stone Meow. Stone Meow stole the game from UCSB, and UCSB knows that they they got Stone Meow drilled in their head for the rest of their life. That team they probably like they're out to get Stone Meow. But hey, he's a great kid, great dude. <laughs> Um, we had a lot of good guys. Jordan Donahue, defensively, he's been working on his swing a lot. Definitely getting better. Um, we got what about, Matt uh, what about from the the pitching side, man? Give me some guys who are going who are going to throw it. Harrison Boldendorf, I really like him. Young guy, lots of maturity, great stuff. Um, very, it's hard to touch his ball. Randy Abshire, he's like a. He's like a pit bull that you starve for two weeks and you just let him out the cage every single time. I mean, it, you can tell. You can tell he walks up there with that kind of posture, you know. Mm-hmm. He's he's a go-getter. Um, AG comes in, you know, does his thing. We got some young guys this year, too, some freshmen coming up. Isaiah Magdaleno, he's going to be really good. We got Ty Atkins, as you know. Ty Atkins is a little goofy lefty. Um Hard to see from that angle. It's not, I, I, it's pay, I picked him because he's, he's got the, the hair flow. He's got the tattoo sleeve, and he's a pitcher because I want to get one hitter, one pitcher. But I was like, when I started looking, I was like, man, I want him. I was like, man, that hair, I'm, there's going to be women when he comes on the show who's going to be jealous of the hair. And then as a guy who sleeved up myself with tattoos, I was like, he's got the arm <laughs> sleeve. I was like, let me get let me get this guy. He's, yeah, he's a good dude, too. Great dude. Good personality. He's going to hear you call him goofy, though. Goofy, goofy from the bottom side right here. My gosh, he's slinging that thing from right here. It's it's so hard to see. Especially that slider as a righty. You're like, oh, no. And the changeup, the changeup's nasty too. My gosh. Well, I'm, I'm excited to see what y'all do. I mean, if you just look at evidence, you know, there's no reason for me to not believe um, that this program isn't going to continue to grow. And y'all have great opportunity right out the gate. And, and they're both coming to your house too. That's, yeah. that's the beautiful part. I mean, two yeah. two big programs, and and that's good for them, too, because where you live is obviously beautiful. Uh, So for Ole Miss and NC State guys, you know, you talked about going to Minnesota and not being, uh, seeing snow. A lot of these guys, obviously, never probably, seen almost that. all of them have never been there to the islands. Like, they're going to get to yeah. see something more beautiful than probably anywhere they've ever been. So it, it's cool for uh, college baseball players to be able to go visit these places, places they normally wouldn't go. So just it just yeah. makes playing that much more fun. But, you know. That being said, let's get into the game that we play with every guest called This or That. Um, you know, it's pretty simple. Ask you a question. Um, you answer. You just can't say both. Can't say neither. Down to play? Down. All right. So, 
this or that is brought to you by our sponsor, Chinook Cedary. Have you ever had these seeds out there? Yeah. What's your favorite flavor? Churros. Isn't that the one, right? Um, Don't they have churros? I think they I think they might. I don't know. I, I just got the regular seeds, but they got other things. So they, they may. If you don't, we'll find out because I'm going to bring you some. Eight flavors, mild to wild. If if not, and we've been doing combinations. We've been mixing them up. Uh, we got we did the barbecue with the cinnamon toast, and my host calls it smoking. Oh, toast. it might be cinnamon toast. Yeah, yeah, it might uh, be that one. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the one. We call it smoking toast. Anyway, he gave it a nine the other day, the highest rating he's given any combo. So, and I love the name. I mean, how can you not go wrong with smoking toast? So, yeah, I'll get you some of those. Let you try it. But here we go into the game, man. Baked potatoes or mashed potatoes? Mashed. Definitely. All right. This question is weird, but it tells you a lot about people. It actually just broke out into a conversation multiple days. We'll keep it simple today. But liquid soap or bar soap? Damn. Liquid. You know it don't liquid. wash your hands as good, right? That's that's where it becomes a conversation. I know bar soap feels weird to most people, but it actually cleans your hands better. Just know that. Yeah, but when everybody's touching it, it's just weird, you know? That's uh. where it gets, yeah, that's where it, so it, it becomes dicey, you know? I don't know. Yeah. But in my house, it, we have liquid soap in the, like, guest bathroom and in the kitchen, but in my personal bathroom, I have bar soap, but that's because I know only me and my wife are using it, so I ain't got to yeah. share it with everybody else. Yeah, but, yeah. All right. What Respectable. You, what are you more scared of? And you may be scared of neither of these. I don't know, man. You, you're pretty tough, dude. Snakes or spiders? Well, considering the fact that we don't have snakes in the way, I gotta go snakes. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Y'all don't have snakes? <laughs> we have a Hawaiian snake, but it's just like a worm. Like search okay. up Hawaiian snake and put it on here and you'll be like, what? What is that? It's not even a snake. My wife is already excited because Hawaii is the place that she's wanting to go more than anything in the world. And she hates snakes more than anything in the world. If I tell her that there's no snakes and she loves it there. I may not be able to bring her back. Like she may just yeah. decide that's going to be where she's going to take up residence. So there's no snakes here. <laughs> crazy. All right. What would you rather go to a costume party or a pool party? Pool party. Easy. Pool party. If you had to go to a costume party, let's say it was Halloween right now. What are you going to ask? Deadpool. 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 Oh, <laughs> I got you. You are already ready. <laughs> He's a thug, that's why. <laughs> All right. Would you rather be lost in the jungle or trapped in a haunted house? Lost in the jungle. At least I got a chance, you know? I don't know. You may not have a chance in either, but I, I feel you. Just, that's one of those questions where there's really not a right answer. Um, we change it each season. Last season, I'll ask you this one. So this is the question we used to ask where there's basically no right answer. Would you rather be attacked by a tiger or a grizzly bear? Exactly. <laughs> Wait, you got to give me the environment, though. Where am I getting attacked? Uh, I mean, like if it's the desert, gosh. We'll just say you're, you're in your neighborhood, man. You're by the house. Like if you walk in the street and all of a sudden you turn the corner and you see one or the other, which one's going to scare you more? And they're both freaking scary, but and they can both outrun Honestly, you because most people think they can outrun a bear <clears> and then they find out that a bear runs 35 miles an hour. Yeah, I'm more dicey than a bear, though. I, I hit him in that, you know, I get him with that shift right there. But uh, lion, I think getting mauled by a lion would be way cooler. <laughs> I hope to see none of them. I'm going to play dead. I'm going to lay there and act like I'm dead already and see what happens. 
right. This is I mean, this is one of those not lost questions. Would you rather have a massive yacht or a private jet? Mm. Yachts are cool and they definitely bring in the ladies. I'd probably get go with the yacht. No doubt. You, you I love I love yacht. The yacht. I love it. Most people, the people who say jet are usually impatient people. They always say they want to get from one place to the other real quick. And it's like, man, I enjoy myself out on the yacht on the water all day. Yeah. You can fish. You can live on a yacht. You know, you can't live on a plane. No doubt. So here's the last one. This is literally what we call the money question. Would you rather have $10 million? I bring you a briefcase right now, $10 million. Or would you rather have a national championship at the end of the season? National championship. I'm locked in, man. This we gotta have million national dollars. Are you sure? If I put that briefcase Dude, in front of you, look, I got probably two hundred dollars in my in my bank account <laughs> right now, and I have never been more happy to play baseball. And th- that's just like baseball is not forever. So I'm soaking I, it up. I heard right that, now. and the reason why I can't argue with anybody who says that from now on out. Paul Skeens came on here after he won his national championship, and we asked him that question. And he does have $10 million. Uh, he just yeah, exactly. about, And he said he would give the money up right now, and he would never want to lose the, not just the national championship, but he talks about, you know, all the memories that come with it. And that's the key because you're with your, your, your boys. They're basically family on the team. And so, yeah, it's all the things that come with it, the memories of the season. So I, I get it, and I say I would take the money, but it's because I, I, I got a wife and kids, and I'm trying to pay bills. If I was in y'all's situation, man, give me that championship all day. But yep. with, with that being said, man, this is your opportunity. I really want you to take this. We give this to every guest, but, you know, being, you know, out there in Hawaii, chance to plug or promote anything, you know, what are some things that, um, you know, Hawaii baseball or you, things we can follow um, to, to, to know more about what y'all got going on? Um, huh. Wow, that's a good one. You know, you should ask Ty about this because it would be a great question. And um, just like how how do we get how do we promote ourselves in Hawaii? Because our recruiting situation is way different from everybody else. Me and Ty both. Um, but I guess just follow our Instagram page, you know, and keep up keep up with our games. And I mean, we what, don't really what about have yourself, any donors or whatever. Um, give give them your uh, your IG handle as well, so they can keep up with you. Oh, it's. It's Nigel C. It's N A I G H E L C, and um, yeah, you and can find Hawaii is, is Hawaii Instagram. BSB, so it's simple. Yep. Man. All right. Well, Super simple. That way, everybody can keep up, and everybody knows February sixteenth is going down. They are hosting Ole Miss baseball, the twenty twenty two national champions, who had a down year last year. So they're going to be looking to bounce back, while Hawaii is looking to continue to climb the ladder. Um, Man, Nigel, I really appreciate it <laughs> getting to learn more about you. I can't wait to to see you guys play. But, man, if there's anything in off the bench can do along the way to help you guys out, man, just reach out and let me know. 100%. Yeah, let me know when you're out here so we can, uh, you know, hang out or something. I can show you around. Absolutely. Well, that's Nigel Caterone, everybody. If you like hearing his story or you just like hearing Average Joes talk X's and O's, please like and share the podcast on Facebook. Retweet us on Twitter. Listen and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and Anchor. As always, ratings and feedback are welcome. We will see everyone for Episode 5 with Danielle Sievers from Oklahoma Gymnastics. But in the meantime, remember, strong bodies, sharp minds, grit and grind all the time. We are out.